Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon, whatever time you're either driving and listening to this or exercising with your ear pods in or whatever you're doing uh, to listen to podcasts with. Uh, I appreciate you listening into Church Emergency Podcast. Church Emergency Podcast is an outreach of Church Emergency Consulting. My name is Terry Beringer. I own and operate Church Emergency Consulting. Uh, I am located in the southwestern Pennsylvania area, although I will travel pretty much anywhere, uh, especially if you're uh, bringing me in to do conferences or anything. We're, uh, we're always available to do some training wherever you're going to be at at the moment. I totally planned on doing a podcast called Bullets and Hammers, and uh, Bullets and Hammers uh, was a interesting podcast content related to uh, an old saying that my grandfather had that he used to always say, if all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. But with the events that have occurred this past week, uh, March 27th specifically, down in Nashville, Tennessee, things have changed. Uh, I think it's important that we uh, acknowledge what has gone on and talk about the incidents that has gone on down at uh, the private school at the Presbyterian Church in Nashville, and more importantly, that we honor the lives that were lost of the three children and the three adults uh, during this event. The interesting aspect of it was uh, a week ago, prior to this event occurring, I was with my partner in the north side of Pittsburgh, training at a church by the name of Calvary, and we were doing active shooter training um, in that church. And it was interesting to see that they were proactive before the news hit of this situation occurring. Uh, and uh, I encourage those who are listening to this and who are working with their church or their school or even their business to be proactive on getting training done. It is, uh, it's kind of hard now because I'm getting... Uh, contacted by multiple agencies, schools, churches, um, and businesses to do active shooter training. And it sure would have been nice uh, to have them contact me two weeks ago uh, instead of uh, being reactive, which I know we as humans have a tendency to be more so reactive than proactive. But it's something I think we need to work with. Um, Speaking of the uh, incident on March 27th down in Nashville, uh, I question whether or not in this world that we live in, if the biblical family and the biblical church, little c, or actually I guess that would be big C church, uh, is being attacked. Um, I look back and think of Isaiah 50, or Isaiah chapter 5, verses 20. Uh, Woe unto them who call evil good and good evil. It seems almost as if nowadays anything that is biblical-based or um, based on the scripture is being turned upside down. Uh, What we once called evil, we're now calling good. Matter of fact, uh, I had a great saying that was told to me once uh, that said, first we overlook evil, then we permit evil, then we legalize evil, then we promote evil, then we celebrate evil, then we persecute those who still call it evil. 
And that seems to be, in a nutshell, what we're seeing in today's society. Uh, why does that affect the church and the church security teams and the businesses? Um, that's going to be, I think, a future debate um, and more content than I can get through in this one single podcast. How does that affect the church security teams? Um, well, the interesting aspect of, first off, training, training, and training. Uh, the training that had occurred at this Presbyterian church in Nashville was evident by the fact that when the officers arrived, and you can see this on the body cam video, uh, when the first officers uh, arrived at the property, there was a, an administrative person from the school with teacher or well, administrative person of some type walked out the door very calmly and said to the to the police officer as he was pulling his duty rifle out uh, we have all the children are in lockdown uh, we have two unaccounted for we found out later there was three uh, children that were unaccounted for but she was very understanding that this is the process we need to take care of and um, the once again I've, I'm I'm gonna praise the Nashville Metro PD again for doing what, uh, what just turned out to be an absolutely amazing job um, deterring the, the shooter and uh, eventually eliminating the shooter um, from killing anymore. So the interesting thing also about that was we've now our, we now have access to uh, the phone calls that uh, were the 911 calls from the teachers. And the first teacher that responded uh, to or called 911. She said she heard the fire alarms go off, and upon going out in the hall to get her children organized for the evacuation, heard the gunshots, and she immediately went into, back into the classroom, and, and they were hiding in a closet uh, at the time of the phone call. Uh, and it's interesting, all of our lives we've been taught when the fire alarm goes off, uh, to line up the kids alongside the wall and walk them out in an orderly manner, in an orderly fashion, that could be changing, uh, very well could be changing. Once again, future podcasts, uh, more to go on that, which we're going to try keeping these within the 15, 20-minute range, so I don't want to get into that too much right now. Um, but like I said, the training is the aspect I think we need to be uh, looking at more so than anything else. One thing I want to touch base on this, uh, because this is a little bit time sensitive, because this is the last day of March, and I know they always say when you do podcasts to make them green, uh, no, not environmentally friendly, green meaning available uh, at any time to be listened to pertaining to schedules and um, time conception, uh, but I'm actually going to touch base on a little bit simply because this is time sensitive. For the, months of, for the month of April. And uh, so this might not be a green podcast, and I'm okay with that. Uh, April, obviously, is a time of celebration of Easter and, uh, and Passover. And a lot of uh, what has occurred in the month of April has revolved around either political or religious um, actions and history. Um and a lot of people are saying, and I'm, I'm going to put my hand on my head here and tighten up my tinfoil hat, if you don't mind. Um, but uh, a lot of people respond to this information and say it, a lot of it revolves around the birthday of a uh, 
German dictator uh, by the name of Adolf that was born on April 20th, 1889. I don't know if that is the precursor to some of this. Uh, I do know that there are whack jobs on both fringes, on the far left and the far right. Uh, and we, as business owners, security people, church personnel, school personnel, have to understand that those fringe nut jobs are a concern that we need to be paying attention to. Um, as we saw down in Nashville, the person was to the one extreme as well. So um, some of the other incidences that have occurred in April that have caused a lot of people to uh, be polarized. Uh, the Civil War ended on April 9th, 1865. Abraham Lincoln was then assassinated on April 14th. 1865. That page, that uh, polarizes uh, a, a, a large portion of the, the world. On April 19th, they refer to that as Patriots Day. Uh, Patriots Day being uh, also the celebration of the first battle of the Revolutionary War, Lexington and Concord. Uh, the shot heard around the world uh, occurred on April 19th, uh, 1775. So that is another determining date that I think some people look at as um, causing as a revolutionary date. Uh, April 18th in 1983, we're going to go, we're going to skip back from the whole 1700s up to current dates and current times, well, at least current for some of us who are older, 1883, uh, or 1983, sorry, uh, I'm not that old. Uh, in 1983, on April 18th, the Beirut embassy bombing uh, occurred, and that uh, was a political incident that killed 63 people uh, and caused widespread um, secondary issues uh, in the political concept. In, uh, on April 18th of 1992, uh, Ruby Ridge in Idaho occurred. And if uh, you're not familiar with the Randy Weaver family's whole situation uh, versus the FBI, uh, I encourage you to look that up. Um, do a little Wikipedia search on that and very interesting aspects of that. That has gone to the other end of the spectrum, to the other far extreme. <clears throat> in uh, April 19th, 1992, uh, is the day that Waco uh, burned and the Branch Davidians in Texas um, took their compound out. Uh, 76, I think 76 people total died in that situation. Another far extreme situation. 1995, uh, April 19th as well, Oklahoma City bombing uh, killed 68 people and injured 680 people. Uh, a testament of those people who were determined to do something on the same day that all of these, or the same weekend or the same week as all these other things occurred. Well, when you look at the same weekend or the same um, time frame, uh, April 20th, 1999, was Columbine. Columbine was the date that started the whole, um, I don't want to say revival, uh, the, the whole um, resurgence of active shooters. Um, the interesting fact, uh, which I don't know if I've given or not, the very first uh, school shooting and or church shooting occurred in a church school not far from here in Pitts from Pittsburgh uh, about 100 miles away back in the 1700s when the uh, an Indian tribe went into a school that was located in a church and uh, 
massacred multiple children uh, in that school. So uh, if you want to say Pittsburgh has a uh, 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 history of church and school shootings, it does. Uh, back in the 1700s when uh, that occurred, as recent to the synagogue shootings in Squirrel Hill uh, not that long ago. Uh, anyways, back to our April issues. Uh, April 16th, Virginia Tech in uh, 2007. Uh, 33 people were killed at that point. There is a whole concept that I use when I do my active shooter training that I work off of the Virginia Tech shooting, which uh, basically consists of the Virginia Tech shooting showed us that being a static target uh, is detrimental. Uh, you have to do something. You have to run. You have to hide or you have to fight. But if you don't do one of those three, you are just a target uh, waiting uh, to be taken out. So um, we learned a lot from the Virginia Tech shooting from 2007. In 2013, the Boston Marathon bombing uh, occurred on April 15th as well. Uh, and that was uh, politically motivated, oh, I should say um, religiously motivated at, uh, due to two brothers being uh, radicalized uh, in a religious belief. Moving on to 2014, April 13th, there was a G the Jewish Community Center uh, in Kansas City was shot, um, shot up, and there was a shooting there. Uh, as far as April 27th, 2019, uh, the Pauti Synagogue shooting in San Diego occurred. Um, even as recent as 2020, uh, April 18th and April 19th, there was a uh, shooting rampage uh, and a killing rampage in Nova Scotia, Canada, which you know, everybody thinks... Uh, Canadians are all happy, friendly people with donuts and uh, yeah, saying uh, nice things. Well, there was actually 22 people killed in that uh, Nova Scotia uh, rampage as well. So that's, uh, that keeps us up into 2020, uh, two or three years back from now. Uh, so basically not all and not everything's political. I know April does have its downfalls as well. Um, April 15th, the Titanic sank uh, back in 1912. So uh, that, I don't think that was political. Um, hey, hey, I'm sure there's some conspiracy theorists out there that might think so. Uh, back on April 18th of 1906, the San Francisco earthquake occurred. Now that one, I don't think anybody can politicize. Uh, that one was, uh, uh, and th that was a hu hu tremendous event as, as well. Uh, April 12th in 1961, well, that one was political. That was the Bay of Pigs in Cuba. And for all those young pups that don't know, uh, do, some, uh, do some Wikipedia searches on some of these events. Uh, but that one was definitely political. So we're not, I should guess I shouldn't have tossed that in the non-political file. Basically what it comes down to is in the month of April, if you have a business, if you have a school, if you have a church, be prepared, be trained, um, get situational awareness training for your ushers, situational awareness for your greeters. 75% um, of the incidents that occur in churches occur outside first of the building. If you can have somebody at that door that can lock down that door, um, you can save lives. Uh, train the church security teams. Um, once again, if you fail to train, you're just training to fail. Um, lock the doors. Uh, we, when we did the training down in the north side of Pittsburgh last week, one of the big things we taught them was to lock the doors once service starts. Um, that is so tremendously huge. Um, we found out with this school shooting in Nashville that the person shot out the windows and crawled through the open area of the windows. You can put a film on the glass that 
doesn't detract from the vision in or out. Uh, but what it does do is it prevents that window from being broken out and walked through just like the shooter did down in Nashville uh, on the 27th. Um, if you can't shoot and walk through the, the, the window, the building is, for the most part, much more secure. Uh, we'll say that much. Uh, I encourage you to get stop the bleed or bleeding control or hemorrhaging control, however you want to call it, uh, training for your, uh, for your organization, your business, your school, your church. Uh, when the Squirrel Hill shooting occurred, uh, many lives were saved because they had had a stop the bleed training there at that facility, and they had um, kits available with tourniquets. Uh, matter of fact, the shooter himself uh, had a tourniquet applied to him saving his life uh, so they can hopefully put him in a court of law and justice will prevail. We also encourage CPR classes first aid classes and all those fun things i can be contacted at any moment um you can call me or text me uh that is church emergency consulting 412-527-3673 uh, you can also email me that's terry at churchemergency.com uh, from that email address you can also assume that my address my um web address uh, is churchemergency.com. Um, if you're old school, it's www.churchemergency.com. For those of us who are not tech savvy, uh, thankfully that website is kept up by a wonderful person who makes that website look really, really good. So um, we're going to cut this short for today. Uh, I just wanted to touch base and um, mention uh, the, the pain we're feeling uh, for the Nashville shooting, but also the fact that this is a wake-up call, I hope, for preschools, Sunday schools, daycares, businesses, schools, churches, you know, anything that you have a front door, including your house. Uh, if you want training done in your house, whether it be CPR training or just coming out and doing threat assessments, uh, we can come out and do that as well. We will do anything you need to secure your facility, whether that be your home, car, or office, or church, or school. So, once again, you are welcome to contact me. My name is Terry Beringer. The company is churchemergency.com, www.churchemergency.com, or you can contact me, terry at churchemergency.com, or text me or phone me at 412-527-3673. Uh, we're praying that we don't have to have another incident like the Nashville shooting in the very near future, but something tells me with the attack on our churches and the attack on our families, I fear that this is not the last we will hear from them. So uh, contact me if you have any questions or concerns or uh, I can help you in any way. And I want you guys to have a great day and uh, a great week and a great April, even though I've just probably depressed the crap out of you with all these fun facts. So um, contact me if you like, like I said, contact me if you need, and uh, we'll touch base later. Thank you so much. Have a great day.